Welcome to Today's Issues, offering a Christian response to the issues of the day. Here's your host, Tim Wildman, President of the American Family Association. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Today's Issues on the American Family Radio Network. Thanks for listening to AFR. I'm Tim Wildman with Ed Battagliano. Good morning, Ed. Good morning, Tim. Chris Woodward is the newsman today. Good morning. Fred's away observing Canadian Thanksgiving. So, happy Thanksgiving, Fred, and our other Canadian listeners. So, it's Canadian Thanksgiving Thanksgiving Day. Yes. Yes. I wonder who they give thanks to. I don't know. I don't know. Well, maybe it's just a general. It started off as giving thanks to God. I don't right. know. I don't know what it's evolved into or devolved into. Well, I, I, I just they're they're pretty much a, a secular mm-hmm. country, right. but right. Uh, Bread's not. It's just just a, no. just a wise crack. That's all. Or just a pot Monday. shot. Yeah, just taking a pot shot over the border. <laughs> <laughs> all we'll right. We'll find out if Fred's listening to the show. Yeah, though, exactly. It, it is. Uh, so Fred, Fred will be back. He'll be back tomorrow, or. As far as I know. Does he take a whole week to celebrate Thanksgiving <laughs> I Day? I think it's just, well, uh, since I've been here, uh, generally just one day. I would think he probably also takes off when the hockey season starts. Well, well it know, starts this week. Yeah. I've joked before Wednesday. that he takes time off to uh, prepare his fantasy draft for the NHL. So Maybe he's giving Thanksgiving for the fact that hockey season starts this week. Maybe it's a combo. He's thankful. He's grateful for it. He's grateful. I will warn you, and we talk about this every time Fred takes a day off. Generally speaking, when Fred is off, for whatever reason, something big happens news-wise, so stay tuned. Well, it did Saturday night in College (laughs) Station. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. It's because of Canadians. I said this morning at our staff devotion that the world was knocked off its axis. Yes. Saturday night, and we all felt it, even if you're a college football fan or not. Can I can I just give a little? I, I know uh, for our folks who are listening, mm-hmm. I, I know this kind of little banter. You want to get right into the bad news and everything of the day, but I just got a little college football story. So please, for the last whatever five well, six college, years, if I may interrupt, college football can be bad news for a lot of teams. Yes, but it's not always for for, for the opposite team. It's it's good news. Yeah. Go ahead. So I, I'm not sure exactly how long Alabama uh, has been dominating six or seven years or whatever. You After know, Adam and Eve, forever. <laughs> Adam, and, Adam and Eve. From that point forward, they've been dominating. So yes. my son is a Mississippi State fan. My right. daughter's an Ole Miss fan. I'm a Notre Dame fan. But right. we all agree on anybody but Alabama. <laughs> So every Saturday for the last four or five years, years. my son <laughs> will text me whenever Team X right. takes a second quarter lead on Alabama. You know how it happens. Oh, I know. No. Yeah, and he'll text me to say, "Hey, check the game." Some of the, and so I just I just started saying, "Stop." Stop contacting me. <laughs> and so this happened Saturday. He said, you got to check out Texas A&M against Alabama. So I texted him back. I said, don't start. Right. Because right. invariably what happens, and I texted him back. I said, I don't care how far ahead Texas A&M is. In the third quarter, Alabama is going to score 35 points, and I will have been suckered that. into watching another yet another futile attempt yeah. to knock off Alabama. Yeah. They yeah. won 19 games in a row. Yeah, and so I texted him, and I finally did check it out. Yeah, and it was. I'm glad I did because it, it was quite a game. It was quite a game. Yeah. You know, uh, uh, yeah, Alabama is the gold standard for for college football, yeah. and uh, when they lose, it's it's uh, it's a 
news around the world. And yeah. Texas Texas A&M's credit. Yeah. They uh they, they came back and, they came back in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, even after trailing Alabama yep. Alabama did rally. Yep. Yeah, they uh, did. They did rally like you predicted they would. My <laughs> wife says the same thing <laughs> you say. She we were, we were listening to the game uh I guess Saturday night and A&M was up like 14 points and Alice and my wife goes you know this isn't going to last, don't you? <laughs> and it didn't. It, it didn't because Alabama came back. But uncharacteristically, at the end, uh, Alabama couldn't move the ball. Yeah. And A&M ended up winning on a uh, last uh, – literally a last-second mm-hmm. uh, field, field goal. Field goal. Uh, and I do want to say to yes. uh, to Jane, who is watching, she's commenting she's- on Facebook – we, I, I did not mean to insult our Alabama. We have a lot of Alabama fans. No, we got Sheraton coming up. We need them to make a gift. <laughs> Troll Tide! Yeah. <laughs> so, Jane, good point. I apologize. No, we, to- we, hey, the, the, re- the whole reason we're talking about this is because I said Alabama's the gold standard. Yes. Yeah, for college right. football. So, right. and, and but, but let's be honest, human nature is – uh, everybody wants to take down the king of the hill. Yes. Do, yes. Right? That's right. So there's a new king of the hill, and then everybody wants to take that king of the hill yes. down. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, all right. So, anyway, congratulations to Texas A&M for knocking off number one Alabama. You're listening to today's issues. Chris, go ahead. Well, let's ease into it with this. If you were planning to uh, fly today on Southwest Airlines, you have a better chance of boarding that plane today than you did over the weekend. Uh, reason being, over the weekend, Southwest canceled... Boarding doesn't get you in the air. Well, that's anyway, true. Just, that's uh, true. You might ahead. be getting off. Ahead, yeah. yeah. Alright, so uh, Southwest Air, they, they canceled hundreds of flights over the weekend due to what Southwest Air was calling traffic control and weather issues. Now, this is in dispute because Texas Senator Ted Cruz is making headlines for saying that the reason Southwest had problems is because they had a lot of employees uh, on airlines uh, at Southwest that did not want to get vaccinated or uh, COVID shots as a condition of employment. I don't know if you guys have seen this. I've, you know, not been involved in every little uh, discussion with Southwest Airlines. I haven't verified it myself. But given the fact that we have seen a lot of opposition from workers regarding COVID shot mandates and whatnot, do you think it's possible what Ted Cruz is saying is, you know, he's got a point. That he, yeah, listen, I, I, who knows, but I think it's entirely possible that this was a, what, what do they call it, a sick out? Mm-hmm. You know, when you have people who just decide that, you know, union workers yeah. who are required to be there, uh, they just call in sick and they do it in mass. Uh, police will sometimes do this or members of the, you know, uh, fire departments mm-hmm. in large cities. Sometimes teachers will do it. And uh, I, even though I generally don't necessarily care for unions simply because they almost always seem to use their members' dues to promote liberal causes, uh, sometimes even radical causes, I don't, I don't mind unions looking out for their employees yeah. And uh, I, I think it's entirely possible that that's what happened to Southwest over the uh, over the weekend. I, I don't know, but I, I think it's possible. I did notice where Southwest Airlines, their uh, pilots association, their union uh, has oh, has they're going to court. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that what you were talking about? here? Yes. yes. Yeah. They're going to federal court here. Uh, to try to get a judge or judges to say that the airline itself uh, has broken the contract 
agreement or the uh, collective bargaining agreement they call yes. it in in uh, that lingo uh and i i think they got a real good chance here again folks we're not talking about the the biden forced vaccination mandate which is yet to be the rule has yet to be published yeah yes. we're talking about companies doing it themselves to their own employees and uh, but I, I think the seems to me like southwest airlines pilots association i don't know if that's their formal name or not but they have a real shot here uh <laughs> like that pun yeah. uh, i just that was natural I just, you know what i'm saying i just i just did that without even thinking about it some people call it talent but uh the the they i think they got a real shot here at uh getting a judge to say yes uh I, we agree with the pilots association this is an added uh, uh imposition that was not included in the uh contract and because i mean I, certainly, I would think that the airline has a right to some uh, changes in policy or personnel matters uh, requirements. Or some, you know, today we're only going to you're going to require you to wear red ties instead of blue ties this week. Something like that mm-hmm. would probably be laughed out of court. However, when you're talking about requiring your employees to inject themselves with a uh, with a solution, mm-hmm. uh, a concoction that uh, goes into their bloodstream and is permanent, that seems to me substantial enough to say that's a violation of the uh, agreement between the company and the uh, union. Yeah, one would think so. And and again, folks, we want to stress the fact that th- these kinds of discussions about mandates are not a discussion I'm just speaking for myself about the efficacy of the vaccine no, or I, the, mor- you know, the moral you. sentiments people have about it. This is about mandating something that possibly is not necessary if you've had COVID. And and I, I am waiting for somebody to go to court. Maybe it's something like this with the pilots. Right. I'm waiting for somebody to go to court against a company or the government and make the government or that company prove that the vaccine is the only solution to the issue of the spread of COVID. So, you know, let's, let's, let's have this out in right. court. Let's get the experts in there and have a judge sit or a jury or whatever and say, why do, you know, have, have someone say or some group, why do we have to get the vaccine if we've had COVID, we have the antibodies, and that's better than the vaccine anyway I'm waiting for someone to have that debate because the CDC sure isn't having it. That's true. And no one else is allowed really to talk about it on social media. Now, meanwhile, Joe Biden uh, continues to push uh, his rules uh, that federal employees and also he wants private sector employees uh, to get vaccinated or test negatively uh, for COVID as a condition of employment. Now, one of the things I've noticed about Joe Biden is is that he often talks about how uh, there's a lot of public support for this. And he never really goes into he, – he doesn't specify. Uh, he doesn't, you know, bring in a poll findings and survey findings and numbers and things like that. We do have one instance here of Joe Biden actually giving some examples, even though I think the jury is still out that uh, the public does support this kind of stuff. Here now is some audio of President Joe Biden saying last week that his rule for workers to be vaccinated is going to be not only um, approved by the public, but Biden actually thinks this is going to be good for the economy. Clip one. Some, you know, liberal think tank this comes from. But here's what Wall Street's saying. Goldman Sachs, quote, 
Vaccination will have a positive impact on employment. It means less spread of COVID-19, which will help people return to work. Moody's on Wall Street. Vaccination means fewer infections, hospitalizations, and death. In turn, it means a stronger economy. One economist called vaccine requirements, and I quote, the single most powerful, I didn't say single, the most powerful economic stimulus ever enacted, end of quote. Third point I'd like to make. Report shows that vaccination requirements have broad public support. Now, he, you know, again, continues to push this stuff. But as we have talked about a lot on this program and we've had clips to back this up, a lot of people do not support what it is that he's doing, including people that are, you know, centrists or maybe even left of center voters that don't like mandates. A lot of people are not opposed to the shots. They're opposed to the mandates, kind of like you just said. None of what he said just then um, impacts me at all in terms of changing my mind. Because, first of all, even if there is broad public support, that doesn't make it right. Mm -hmm. Okay. Second of all, it may be true that if you are in the midst of a real pandemic, okay, that – a vaccine, if it is your only shot at getting again, same thing. Yeah, good, Eric, jo- that, good job, Ed. good good pun right there. If it is the only shot you have at getting people back to work, where they can be shoulder to shoulder, get things done. Okay, fine, prove it to me though. So right. nothing he said changes what I said earlier, and that is: is the mandate for to get a vaccine the only approach? that works. And I would furthermore say that the numbers that he's citing, whatever numbers he's citing in terms of broad public support, is probably influenced by this continual stream of information coming from the CDC and Dr. Anthony Fauci that has convinced a lot of people that the vaccine is the only solution. And 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 I haven't been convinced that it is vis-a-vis natural immunity. Yeah. All right. You want to move on? Yes, Let's Chris, move on. I do. Okay. I'd like to move on to <laughs> uh, the next topic. Yeah, police officers, uh, especially in Georgia, uh, they, they need your prayers today because, as most people are aware, uh, you had a Georgia police officer uh, shot the first day on the job uh, over the uh, the weekend. Uh, this is uh, Officer 26-year-old Dylan Harrison, again, on his first day on the job, shot by someone. And um, a lot of people are saying um, not enough Democrats – are coming out uh, in support of cops after these kinds of instances. Certainly, it's not the first time a police officer has been shot. He was shot shot and killed. He was shot and killed, yes. Yes. Um, He was shot and killed. They did capture the uh, assailant. Yeah. Right? I saw that. uh, First day on the job, he lost. uh, He uh, leaves a widow and, I want to say, a three-month-old, three-month-old or three-year-old, six-month-old child. Um, Just heartbreaking. It is. Uh, and, it, it, again, it only reinforces what we already know, and that is the job of law enforcement uh, officials across our country is very dangerous. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a very dangerous occupation, and they put their lives on the line daily to uh, keep law and order and keep us safe. And uh, it, that's why it was good to see uh, Morgan Freeman, mm-hmm. the uh, world-renowned actor. He came out with a uh, – he, he did an interview over the weekend. He's promoting, I guess, a new movie that he's in, uh, and he was asked about the defunding of the police, and he said absolutely opposed to it, that he was absolutely opposed to it, uh, you know, mm-hmm. which 
I don't know if that's surprising or not, but a lot of Hollywood types, you know, are on the uh, defund the police bandwagon, if it's still a bandwagon out there. So that was good to see. But back to my point that, uh, you know, I, can, for, for, can you imagine if you, every day you go to work, and I mean, I, I guess you could say most days are uneventful for, for police officers or sheriff's deputies or other law enforcement officials. However, just think about this. Uh, most of us don't like a conflict a week. <laughs> right. Well, nobody likes conflict. Uh, I can't think of anybody that says sign me up for conflict yeah. uh, or for um, uh, confrontation or for, 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 for problems. Uh, you know, our problems are the gas pump doesn't work for most right. people. Okay. Why isn't this taking my credit card? I, I got to go in and talk to the, no, for police officers, maybe they stop two, three people a day uh, for traffic violations mm -hmm. or whatever. And, and you never know when that, person in the seat is some kind of a, a drugged out individual mm -hmm. or, you know, crazy or, um, I don't know. Uh, well, this guy uses this, a gun. Yeah. The, the, the victim here, this police officer, Dylan Harrison, um, according to Fox news earlier in his shift, did you guys read about this? I did not. He had stopped a man for a traffic violation who began to argue with the officer and began to fight with the officer because Harrison asked him to provide his name and identification. He had to tase the guy, the police this officer. Is, this is a separate incident from the Earlier, one he got shot and killed. And the Georgia Bureau investigation believe that he was killed because of that earlier altercation. So right. that goes to the point of, you know, early in his shift, some guy doesn't want to turn over his identification when he stopped pulled over for a traffic violation. He gets into a fight with this guy, has to tase him. Then later on, he's ambushed and killed. Okay. Allegedly, we'll say. I, uh, you know, but this isn't what I'm about to say isn't rocket science. But I predicted any of us could have seen this coming. Back when uh, after the George Floyd incident uh, in Minneapolis, and that went viral went international and the condemnation of police began by people on the left and and uh and i said at the time you know what this is going to lead to this is going to lead to this is going to lead to uh people disrespecting police officers and arguing with them and resisting uh, their orders and being belligerent. And when you do that, that escalates the, how many, how many t of all the incidents where we've had uh, police officers that made that it made national news because police officers shot an individual, how many, uh, almost every time you learn that the individual who was shot was resisting arrest or fighting with the cops yeah. or running from police not not following police orders. Ninety nine point nine percent of the time, had those individuals just done what the police officer asked them to do, then nobody would have been hurt. Right. You know, you may have gone to admit arrested, mm -hmm. taken in, uh, but you know, nobody stays in jail today anymore, right? Right. So, but but I'm just saying that it what is happening across the country uh, is that a lot of people now are 
police officer says, step out of the car, sir. And they, uh, they give him the middle finger. Yeah. Yeah. You know, or tell him, uh, I don't, I don't have to do what you say, do right. You know what I'm saying? Whereas in our previous generations, we were raised to respect the badge, right? Yeah. You police officer says, do something, you do it. What if, it, if everybody just started challenging the cops on everything that they say or do, we would have a complete lawlessness, right? We'd have complete breakdown of law and order. And you'd have police officers leaving their jobs because they were, they, uh, a big part of what they do is a citizenry complying with what a police officer says do. Well, let's, let's, uh, let's broaden that. Let's take that rebellion further. Students don't have to do what teachers want them to do. Teachers don't have to do what the administration wants them to do. Mm -hmm. Uh, people in a court don't have to do what the judge wants them to do. Let's just all start arguing and then fighting. you have a complete breakdown of society. Right. Yeah. Everybody's going to start doing what they feel is right in their own eyes. Yeah. Okay. So, um, anyway, that, that is what's going on and that makes it exponentially harder for, for cops it, when you have people who are belligerent, uh, in their reaction to being pulled over, for example. Yeah. yeah. There uh, was a, a situation, um, or a situation is going on in Seattle, for example, where there has been a defund the police movement. And um, one of the issues there uh, involves, you've got that going on, defund the police, uh, but also now police officers in Seattle are being told you need to get the COVID shots as a condition of employment. And that is causing a lot of people to say, well, I'm not going to be a police officer anymore. In Seattle. In Seattle, yeah. And I've got a bit of sound here. This is a Seattle Police Officers Guild President Mike Solon on Fox & Friends today saying communities are going to pay the price if unvaccinated officers face termination. At the same time, a lot of officers don't want to be officers anymore because of the defund the police uh, movement. Clip three. Officers have been politically betrayed in this city for the past year and a half. As you know, we were the modeled reformed agency by our elected officials. Now these cops are facing termination. And I think they're hanging on because they feel as if that's the last bit of control that they have. Now we'll see where those numbers end up by the 18th. But I can tell you right now, Brian, it's not good. It's not good for policing. And as you know, Seattle leads the way, and we led the way in terms of the defunding nonsense. And if you look at this long term, perhaps this is their attempt, their move to get their 50% defunding pledge by just removing cops, period. And who ends up paying the price for this? It's our great community who won't have enough officers to answer that 911 call. He mentioned the 18th there. That is apparently the deadline for Seattle officers to get the COVID shot or you're not an officer. Listen, who, you know, uh, around here sometimes we'll, we'll kid and joke about, I don't want your job, yeah. <laughs> your job. I told Brent Creeley, our producer, I said, I don't want your job. Who who would want your job? That's a, it's a tough job. Okay. So, and there's lots of, but we kid around here about people having, you know, tough jobs, but let's all, set all that aside and say, who wants to be a cop hmm. in 2021? All right. And, and by that, I mean the abuse that most of these officers are taking from the politics, like this gentleman was saying, the political side, from the people you're trying to protect the community. Now you've got others coming in and saying, I don't care what you, what you say and what you have yep. had in terms of COVID and natural immunity, we're going to make you get a shot. Man, you talk about a tough job. Putting your life on the line was just mm. the start of it. Yeah, indeed. I don't know. It's, it's hard for me to work up any sympathy for these blue states. 
they choose their idiocy. Yeah. That's true. Self-inflicted. <laughs> they vote for it. So, you know, live with the consequences. Yeah. I know there are a lot of listeners, a lot of folks in these blue states that aren't wacky liberals. Right. Right. Uh, and they, but at the same time, it's a majority. It's a majority of those states, so yep. they wouldn't be considered blue states. Right. Hey, it's Columbus Day. We're going to talk about that with Stephen McDowell, the real Christopher Columbus. Will you please stand up? In his image, delighting in God's plan for gender and sexuality. I loved it. I loved how biblically sound it was, all the scripture to back it up. The testimonies were very powerful. If it's a prodigal child that has just run away, or one that's caught up in same-sex attraction, there's hope in Jesus. In His Image is now available on DVD and can be purchased in bulk to pass out to friends and family. Order today by visiting afastore.net. You know, when Matthew 19, the, the scripture records a Pharisee trying to test Jesus concerning marriage, and Jesus responded, Have you not read that he who created them from the beginning made them male and female? And for this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. In the beginning, the first institution God created was the family. Marriage is the centerpiece of family. As a husband and father myself, let me tell you, marriage is absolutely wonderful. And we want to encourage and educate people to embrace God's design as the fundamental building block for all of human civilization and to celebrate the lifelong union of one man and one woman as the objective institution that produces human flourishing. Tune in to By Design as we explore God's true purpose and design for marriage. Just visit the podcast page at AFR.net. Hello, Americans. I'm Todd Stern. Stand by for news and commentary next. No matter your career goals, you want to find a university that provides excellent academics and state-of-the-art facilities at a price you can afford. At Liberty University, they believe a quality Christian education should be available to everyone. That's why they've frozen their tuition rates through the 2021-2022 academic year and offer multiple scholarships, like the Middle America Scholarship, to bring that price point even lower. Learn more by texting STARNS to the number 49596. Most Democrats want the government to force Americans to mask up. That's according to a new survey from Rasmussen Reports. 66% of Democrats want mandates even for those who are vaccinated. Republicans, on the other hand, are overwhelmingly opposed to the mandates. Dr. Jeff Warren is a member of the Memphis City Council. He is also a progressive Democrat. Dr. Warren has been among the most vocal critics of those who refuse to get a vaccine. Not only has he been vaccinated, but Dr. Warren makes it a point to tell anyone who will listen that he wears two face coverings. So it was something of a surprise when he announced the other day that he had contracted the China virus. It does make you wonder whether the vaccine or the masks will actually keep you safe. My new book now topping the charts. You can order a copy of our Daily Biscuit right now at your favorite bookstore or online at ToddStearns.com. We give thanks to God always for all of you, constantly mentioning you in our prayers, remembering before our God and Father your work of faith and labor of love and steadfastness of hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. 1 Thessalonians 1, 3. American Family Radio. 
This is today's issues. Email your comments to comments at AFR.net. Past broadcasts of today's issues are available for listening and viewing in the archive at AFR.net. Now, back to more of today's issues. Hey, welcome back to today's issues on the American Family Radio Network. Hey, should you want to watch on the Internet this particular program, go to Facebook or YouTube and just type in today's issues. Type in today's issues and you can watch the show on Facebook or YouTube. You can't watch it on Vimeo because we said ivermectin a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> and after we said ivermectin, they uh, deplatformed us. So uh, I don't think we were live streaming anyway on Vimeo. No, no, we weren't. We weren't anyway, but uh, we did a – Ed and I – it was, it was, it was a reasoning company, yeah. Yeah, you, me, you, and, and Abe, maybe, or Walker. I it was forget. Abe. Yeah, anyway, we told folks this last week, but we were doing a three-minute little video, right, Ed? Right. On ivermectin and the success that India had had in using it to treat COVID. But how the social media companies were uh, not allowing anyone to talk about the success of ivermectin. Right. So, so we talked about it. We talked about it, and... And, and they then, dumped us. <laughs> and Vimeo, which is like a, a YouTube-type video service, streaming service, if you don't know who they are, they like they not only did they take that video, well, they never put it up, I think, because we had we had used the word ivermectin in the title. Yes. So that triggered them. Yes. And uh, uh, or got there. What do you call it uh, when you do an and a an, uh, oh algorithm, you're about the algorithm uh, yeah. the algorithm it triggered their algorithm. Yeah. At Vimeo. And so not only did they not post that video, they uh, took canceled us. They canceled. They took all our videos in our history down, I think. Right. Is what, is what I was told this morning. And, so it's and like, they it's did like that, the death penalty. Mm -hmm. They did us. that basically before we walked back across the street. <laughs> yes. Yeah. After yes. filming the video. Yeah. No, it wasn't that quick because. Uh, they they had a you know our team over there American yeah. Family Studios had to work it and and then post it but within minutes after posting it yeah we we didn't get like a, a fine or we didn't get put in time out we got we got the gallows oh yeah you know, because of, off with their heads off with their heads because we it, it, all we did was mention that mm -hmm. the truth the fact of the matter was in India they had had a lot of success using ivermectin to treat COVID and. I don't know why does that scare people? Why does that? Why does that? There's been a lot of vaccine, right. Tim. It's not a vaccine. Bingo. What? There's also a lot of misinformation about ivermectin. A lot of people are thinking or saying it's the same thing as like the horse dewormer. No, but they there's had, an off-label use they, for it. Yeah. Well, that's for people who intentionally want to uh, in, uh, scare people or, or confuse people. There is. Uh, I, I'm not a veterinarian, but there are horse pills, mm -hmm. so to speak, or. For uh for ivermectin, but there's also a human dosage. Yeah, I pe know people that have taken it. People people use. And I'm not advocating for or against it. Uh, you do your own homework, do your own research. I have talked to people who have uh been uh in the hospital with COVID, extremely sick, could have died, w was given ivermectin, and they responded, and they they attribute that to their being alive today i'm just, that that's the testimony of at least one person i know but that's just one person but my, my point is is that 
why does just the discussion of this just make the left just start slobbering on themselves and wanting to close your life down? Mm-hmm. You know, what if we did that with everything? There are, there are people who have varying views on how to treat cancer. You know what I'm saying? True. Uh, some people, uh, the, the, you know, you have your traditional medicine where you treat cancer with what? Uh, uh, chemo. Chemo. Chemotherapy. Uh, okay. Yeah. And then you have some people who say, well, there are other ways mm-hmm. uh, to treat cancer, not necessarily just chemotherapy. And and people have those discussions. They talk to doctors. They, they, they uh, you know, you talk, you listen to people, you read about it, and then you make decisions. But you don't. But this would be akin to uh, this would be akin to uh, big social media saying, uh, "Okay, you want to discuss anything but chemotherapy? We're shutting you down." You see right. what I'm saying? Right. We don't do that for any other thing that I can ever remember in our country right. in our country's history. But yet, you 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 just you just mentioned the word ivermectin, and people they just they just think in uh, the headline. You might as well believe in the flat Earth. You know what right. I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So uh, it's just kind of crazy how this censorship, uh, really uh, not necessarily government censorship, but censorship by the big social media uh, on this particular issue is just, uh, you know, at some point you wonder, okay, if you're going to be triggered by just the discussion of ivermectin, it makes me wonder, what are you trying to cover up? (laughs) Why are you trying to? That's what people naturally think. Huh? They wonder yeah. these these things. Well, it may, I'll tell you what it makes you wonder. Can I say it out loud? Sure. It makes me wonder. This is just Tim speaking on a personal level. Right. It makes me think that these pharmaceutical, big pharmaceutical companies, which I don't have an ax to grind with, thank right. God for pharmaceutical companies. Right. I take their, I take some of their stuff. Right. Okay. So, and uh, research and development and a scientist, uh, God bless them. Right. It makes our lives a lot better here overall. But it makes me wonder if some of these big pharma companies don't pay so much money in advertising to these big social media giants that they say, maybe not in a text or an email or a letter, but it's known, don't you be promoting anything other than our vaccine. Right. Or we're not going to continue to pay you money to advertise it. Right. Well, Does, am I am I the only one? The is old that... the old expression is follow the money. So if there's no rational, if there's no logical reason, right, to censor a discussion about what 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 uh, what is the best approach, or maybe there are a handful of approaches uh, in terms of um, uh, COVID. If you don't have a rational reason right. for it, then maybe it's the conspiracy. Simple as follow conspir- the money. Yeah, conspiratorial <clears throat> reason. Because we all know in politics, nobody ever bribes anybody or threatens anybody. <laughs> right. Right. No. right. Well, uh, anyway, that's we're, we're, the good news is we're about ready to, on November the 1st, we're going to announce our own video streaming service. Mm-hmm. That's, uh, so we won't, whatever we discuss will not be able to be blocked or censored by right. Uh, the big social media giants. Can and we I, say I, ivermectin? I, 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 will, I will say to the credit of YouTube on this one, they didn't take our video down. Yes, that's true. They left it up. They left it up. So uh, for 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 YouTube. No love for Vimeo, though. Uh, they've done that before. I don't know uh, about, about them. Uh, all right. Uh, so today is Columbus Day. And or some people want to change it to indigenous 
people day. Mm-hmm. Peoples or people? Peoples, I think. With a plural? Okay. I think so. So anyway, we, uh, last year I think we had Stephen McDowell of the Providence Foundation on to talk about Christopher Columbus and wanted to defend Christopher Columbus's honor again today uh, because he's been a lot of there's a lot of false information out there about Christopher Columbus by the left. And uh, uh, good morning, Stephen. Well, good morning, Tim. How are you guys doing? Doing well. Uh, thanks for joining us. Uh, uh, Stephen, uh, we've had uh, Christopher Columbus Day. I was reading uh, here. We've observed it uh, since 1937 in the United States. Why, do, why have we historically uh, honored Christopher Columbus? Well, Columbus was the man that God used to open up the Western Hemisphere to to colonization from Christian Europe. Now, that wasn't his intent. He actually uh, was motivated, and and it's clear in his writings, the log of his first journal and one book that he wrote. He was clear that his motive was to propagate the gospel— to the the people who lived in what is today China, that area, because the Great Khan, as far back as Marco Polo, a couple of hundred years before Columbus, he had traveled into that area, and the leader, the Great the Khan, is kind of the title of the leaders of those areas, said, hey, when you go back, tell the church to send us missionaries. We want to know more about uh, this the God that you speak about. And so that had not been fulfilled. That request had come from uh, other cons as well. So Columbus said, hey, I want to carry the gospel. I want to fulfill what my name, Christopher, the Christ bearer, means to carry the gospel to those who requested it to bring them the light so that they might know him as well. So that's what he thought he was doing. But, you know, he discovered, well, he didn't really discover, we knew about it, but he opened up the Western Hemisphere for colonization. And so that's why we honor him, because without Columbus, there wouldn't be a United States of America or the settlements of uh, throughout the North and South America. Why did, why did it, just to aside here, why did he go west to find China or Asia? Well, he he knew the world was round, and so he believed, look, I can reach the east by sailing west. Now, the man had not done that before and recorded it, though 500 years before, Leif Erikson had sailed over and landed up in Nova Scotia area. But, but he knew, hey, I'll get there sometime. I'm not sure gotcha. how big it is or anything, but I, I know I can get that way. So it would be a... Uh, easier route is very difficult to travel overland going east you go through the deserts and other places to to uh, travel to china from that way or southeast asia so this, he said hey i can make it this preceded gps by the way <laughs> yes yeah uh, it by did. a few a few yeah recalibrating 100 years go ahead ed uh steven this is uh, ed vitagliano so uh being uh half italian and half greek myself right. I-, I was always thrilled columbus day was a-, a way for italians to say you know I-, I know all we have is joe dimaggio but uh <laughs> we also have christopher columbus we have some people to be uh uh to be proud of 
But now, and it's, this is not new, but it has had a resurgence, this anger and hatred towards Christopher Columbus and really all things European. So what do you make of the accusation that what when Christopher Columbus came, oh, as you said, didn't discover, but opened the way to uh, the new world, that the result of it was death and destruction to the people who were living here? What What, what is your answer to that accusation. Well, he he came to bring the light of the gospel. Now, in 1492, he reflected the church at the age at that time. So it wasn't perfect. That's why God sent a Protestant Reformation in the following century. But when you read Columbus's the log of his journal, when you read, he wrote a book after his third voyage called Book of Prophecies. It contains hundreds of prophetic scriptures that he believed he was fulfilling on a divine mission, and letters he wrote to King and Queen of Spain, Ferdinand and Isabella, who financed his voyage. He spoke about it. God put it in his heart to make this voyage to bring the gospel to those uh, that were lost. So he believed, I'm going to bring the light of the gospel. And for the most part, Europeans that followed after him came with the desire to carry truth that liberates mankind. So overall, that's occurred. A majority of the descendants of the Native Americans in the Western Hemisphere call themselves Christians today. So what a powerful testimony to the influence of the early pastors and others who came, and Christians that came to colonize. But in addition to carrying the light of the gospel that brings internal life, he also rescued untold thousands of peaceful Indians from uh, the uh, from the Caribs. Uh, you know, the, there was, he encountered, the first Indians Columbus encountered were peaceful. They were the Arawak natives, and he said, look, these people are very peaceful. They don't seem to have a religion of their own. They'll be very open and, uh, and are receptive to Christianity. But later on, in some later voyages, he encountered, in fact, the peaceful Arawaks began to tell them about, look, we've got these these wild, crazy people, they called them Caribs. These Carib Indians, every once in a while, they'll come and attack us, and they kill us. And not only do they kill us, but they eat us. They were cannibals. And so they would eat the people, they'd take wives back to their, their uh, villages, and raise them so that they could have children, so they had more people to eat. And this is recorded by people who were there, the doctor uh, and uh, people who travel with Columbus record this. And so he began to hear about these these uh, Ar- the ca- Caribs, these cannibals. And finally, when at one place, a bunch, bunch of Caribs attacked Columbus because they were and the, the peaceful Indians. And Columbus then sent some troops to deal with this, and he did capture 1,600 Carib prisoners. Now, the peaceful Arawaks, he wanted they wanted to just wipe them all out. They've been killing us for for a long, long time and eating us for a long, long time. Just get rid of them. Well, Columbus wanted to try to civilize and Christianize them, so 550 of these 1600s, he sent his prisoners to Spain. 650 he gave to the local natives who executed their own brand of justice on them. And 400 he set free. Now, that's pretty pretty benign and, and response to these were murderers. 
And so he actually saved these peaceful Indians, the Ararat, their lives, thousands of them, by executing justice against these their brutal enemies. Um, so he brought the gospel. He helped save a lot of the, the peaceful Indians. And overall, you can just look at the great liberty and prosperity that has come, especially through the United States. I would say that you, Jesus said, you know them by their fruit. So look at the great fruit that came forth, good fruit that came forth from that. <clears throat> we're talking about, uh, we're talking to Stephen McDowell about Christopher Columbus, because today is Columbus Day, and now it's been, uh, some people want to promote, I don't know, I haven't looked at Google, but I'm guessing they've got some kind of, um, what do you call it, a meme at the top? Uh the Google, I'm, I'm, I haven't even looked, but I'm going to guess it's Indigenous Peoples Day. You want to look, tell me, yet? It's just the regular uh, Google, blue, red, yellow, green letters. Okay. Well, some people want to change that to uh, to Indigenous Peoples Day, which I don't know even know what that means. What does that mean, Stephen? Indigenous Peoples Day. What is that? Uh, Are we all well, Indigenous? I'm Indigenous to yeah. Tupelo. Huh? Yeah. Yeah, we're here. I've been here a long time. <laughs> Stephen's indigenous to Charlottesville. Uh, well, I, I think it just, just uh, means uh, the, the original inhabitants. The, the, the original. What the, the idea is? Uh, put down Europeans. Put down people like Christopher Columbus, and say that uh, all, all. Here's the here's the their point to answer my own question, and to then to say all the uh, Native Americans were getting along fine. Yes. Uh, before, That's before, right. before, before the before the white man uh, disturbed uh, the utopia that was before, here. Before you know. the white Europeans came over, everything was rosy. Yeah. You know, no, no. Uh, it wasn't if you if you were an enemy of the Carib <laughs> no. Indians. But I'm and uh, on on the what we now You're call the so, United yeah, States uh, of America. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, Stephen, where can people read more about this? You got anything up on your website about Christopher Columbus? Yeah, we do have a couple of articles they can read at ProvidenceFoundation.com. I've got an article that gives excerpts from the Journal of Columbus's First Voyage, and he speaks of his motive to carry the Christian faith to to those that he encountered. And uh, also have an article on Columbus. Was he an oppressor or was he a liberator? And tell some of the story about the peaceful and the, and the cannibals that he encountered. And so those they can read at ProvidenceFoundation.com as well as look at some of our books that we have material about Columbus and a lot of other things concerning God's hand in our history. Thanks, Stephen. Talk to you later. Bless you guys. Okay, bye-bye. That's Stephen McDowell. You know what? As, as, as most human history is, uh, uh, things are complicated. Right. And it's not always black or white or one way or another. Oftentimes it's a mix of good and bad. Right. Uh, you know, yes, were, 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 were there a lot of Europeans who came to what we now know as North America in search of uh, natural resources that they could make money off of? Yeah. Right. There were. But uh, not the pilgrims, for example. They were here for, to, uh, for religious, religious freedom. For religious freedom and to start a new life you know, in, in this new world and the new world was North America, which was at the time inhabited by 
uh, Indians all over the, I don't know how many there were, what we call Indians, Native, Native Americans, all over the landscape of Canada and the United States. Right. And guess what? They killed each other. And uh, they were savage in the way that they would would treat each other in 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 the name of conquering land. Yes, <laughs> huh? That that's or exactly. enslaving another tribe. Right. Uh, it, that's that's all true. And first of all, let me just say, biblically speaking, there there are technically no indigenous people except for Adam point. and Eve. Okay, yeah. so everyone started somewhere and moved. Okay, and uh, now if you want to say, well, the first people who uh, inhabit a spot have a right to it for the rest of eternity, okay, well, you can make that argument. But to your point, Tim, the Native Americans, not all of them, but many of the tribes were uh, predatory. They would take whatever they wanted, and they would fight, and they would have wars. I've talked about the, the Comanche Indians that came down from the northern part of what we now call North America and inhabited Texas and parts of the West, they completely ob- obliterated certain tribes. And I've also said, like you like you said, human history is, everything's complex. So I, I, I think that if you're a Native American, you say the U.S. government made treaties with us and they broke them. Yes, absolutely true. And that's Part of the reason why the gospel is so important, because left to our own devices, human beings will always take what they can get away with. But we're not the only ones who've done that. And that's what the radical left seems to want everyone to believe. And guess what? That same uh, way of, of, uh, of living, so to speak, that you described uh, and I described uh, what was going on in North America with all the Indian tribes uh, warring with one another long before the Europeans got here. Right. The same thing was happening in Africa. Yes. Okay. And happened in Europe. It happened in Europe. Tribes were warring against one another. Yep. Uh, And it was happening happening all over the world. That happened is, that's in China. The, that's the history of the world. Yes. And yet, uh, yet all you want, uh, these far lefties in this country want to say, no, you know what? The whole world's problems are caused by the uh, white Europeans. The white Europeans. That, that that's the whole world's problems. Right. Uh, you know, and it's just not true. And there's a, so there's a there's a there's a did white Europeans are they a sinless people? No, absolutely. But the contributions that white Europeans made to civilization. Uh, uh, have been great, uh, you know, because it's complicated. Because it's complicated. Yep. And, Nobody's perfect. Yeah, and and also I would add too that people uh, of all ethnicities, people of all races, uh, like to celebrate accomplishments of their own kind of people. Right. That too is universal. Yes. Okay. That too is universal. So. Uh, and there's nothing inherently wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with Italians being proud of, right. the, of the fact that Christopher Columbus was was an Italian. I mean, right? We don't want, we don't want to be limited to a discussion of the mafia. <laughs> you know? Oh yeah, you're Italian. I wasn't going to bring that up. I so was going to say mafia. Rocky Marciano. Makes, you also yeah. have him. Yeah, yeah that, that, it's made for some pretty cool movies over the decades. But yes. yeah, the stereotype <laughs> is there. 
So, so what I'm saying, I'm yeah. agreeing. I'm saying Italians, like everybody else, right. always like to talk about their accomplishments. My mom, she, God rest her soul, she's been in heaven since 1998. She used to talk about Alexander the Great. And Greek. I, yeah, Greek. Alexander well, I, the and Great. I, say, I used to tell she didn't like this. I would say, actually, he was Macedonian. I'm not sure if that count, counts as Greek. <laughs> he was Greek, and he conquered the Persians. Okay, so, Give me a word, any word, yes. and I can show you how it goes to Greek. <laughs> so Listen. this is common to humanity. Listen, we have Black History Month. Yeah. Why do we have Black History Month in America? Because we want to celebrate the contributions of African Americans mm-hmm. to American and, and other and the world. And the world. also have their own heritage. There's, not, there's, right. not, there's nothing, what I'm saying is, there's nothing wrong with wanting to sell. Now, I think the, the causes uh, and the contributions of those people are, are to be celebrated first and foremost. I think of George Washington Carver, for example, uh, or, or Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., for right. example. You, you celebrate the cause that they represented in the case of Dr. King, it was civil rights Mm -hmm. and equal treatment under the law and, and appealing to majority white America to recognize uh, black folks as uh, human, you know, and, and, and And equal partners, partners, which by the way, the, the, uh, a majority white population agreed with Dr. King in the end. So, uh, so it's complicated. It's not, these people on the far left just want to say the problem with the world are the white European, especially the white European males. And that's all they want to focus on. And I think the reason they want to do that is they understand what the foundations of this country are, and they want to destroy those foundations to create something else. So they go after the ones who founded and the founding principles. You try to destroy the foundation. They're trying to just, these are communist Marxists in the end. Mm -hmm. This is where they want to take us. So they want to destroy uh, the the history of our country and the ideals of our country that made it great. Where did they come from? Oh, well, we can't celebrate white Christian males from from European because they were the, they're the reason for the problems of the world, which is not true. We'll be back momentarily with more of today's issues. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.